Mom Save America is brought to you by Integration Partners, a nationwide network integrator specializing in cloud and security solutions. Integration Partners, what's possible? In addition, Mom Save America is brought to you by Plain Jane Designs, a bespoke, a bespoke graphic designer specializing in all your business card, invitation, and flyer needs. Please go see my friend Jane at Jane at PlainJaneDesigns.com. And she's here. She's here. Yay. <laughs> we'll be right back with the start of the show. <laughs> All right, stop it, stop it. Welcome, welcome to Mom Save America. My name is Tina Graff. I'm here with Carrie Lucas, and we are here with Jane Ellis from Plain Jane Designs. Welcome, Janie. Hi. Hi. Thanks we for are the podcast that's dedicated to mom templating all things that spark controversy, inspire us, upset us, make us go WTF, all the good stuff that help um, make parenting a general challenge and nightmare in today's day and age. Today on the podcast, we will be mom-templating the Steven Spielberg uh, docu-series, Why We Hate. It's on the Discovery Channel. It has about six episodes so far. And this is going to be one, one podcast where we look at what has been presented to us and discuss it. I'm sure there'll be another one once we get through the remaining episodes. But before that, as always, let's do some mom shares and some catch-ups with our um, additional guest here and jump right into it. So, Janie, Carrie, welcome. I don't have to say welcome to you, Carrie, but... Well, I just walked in, and two oh. things were upsetting right away. I have come from the gym, and yeah, Jane that, that announced... Is, that is upsetting. No, that is not the upsetting part. Yeah. Jane announced that once you start going through menopause, the size you are is the size you are, which means all these efforts are futile. No. <laughs> They're actually more important, because you've got to... You, yeah, but you're you, running against the stream. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but isn't that life? <laughs> I know. You've got to maintain muscle mass, your bone density. You don't want to be one of those well, frail just, little old ladies. No. Didn't we just say last week, we don't care about the outside. We care about the inside. That's why so you're exercising true. for your brain, not necessarily for your body. Okay, but the other thing that I noticed right away when I came in is Tina is drinking something it's disgusting. delicious. <laughs> it looks like a green slushy, so it actually looks like lettuce and ice have gone through the blender. What was that um, McDonald's? Oh, not Florida's. Not Grimace, the the green one that would come out for St. Patty's oh, Day. Oh, yeah, that's actually very popular. That's, that's what that looks like. No, yeah. that's the um, shamrock shake. That is delicious, though. Is it really? Yes. Oh, we've got a call. Serious to Pete. Some sort of town square or something. I don't you know, know. today is like a voting day. Today is... It, do you it's know called any, an election day. Do you know anything about this? I don't think we have any town elections okay. today. It's town? I think town and city elections, right, Janie? Yeah. yeah. We don't have anything, but yeah. the city of Boston is voting for councilors and reps. Okay, so I don't need to get anywhere. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you do. No. Anyways, sure my green juice. Can we just step back for a second? Yeah, sure. So after the brain-gut connection mm -hmm. and the menopause issue, which is so boring, I can't believe we're talking about it, but I'm trying to figure out, like, the, you're supposed to start your morning with, like, lemon water and apple cider vinegar, which I've been doing, right? Okay. And, as always, getting more green leafy vegetables into your diet is, is good, so... It's um, kale and spinach, lemon, a little bit of green apple, and a piece of banana. And then today I put in turmeric, and it is killing me. <laughs> it's so spicy. Turmeric is like But crazy. that drink is supposed to help belly fat. Um, it's going to keep your glycemic index down and supposedly make your belly flora grow, okay. flourish. <laughs> 
flourish and now I'm you know going to have amazing digestion and all that stuff okay. but it actually tastes really good to be honest I made Jenny have a glass oh is Jenny here Jenny's here she'll be popping in she might be all right anyways besides all that I don't know how much of that's even going to enter into the podcast <laughs> I don't believe that tastes good at all taste it <laughs> it does if Jenny thinks it's good it's good not I'm not interested right now but mm-hmm. I might ch- try it after the podcast no thank you mm. all right well how about we start off with Cardi B's recent tweet? Has anybody seen that? No. no. Okay. Sorry, I'll surprise you with it. It's okay. She tweeted um, basically saying if she could talk to her younger self, uh-huh. oh. she would tell her younger self to not smoke and drink in front of the older boys to look cool. Oh. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's so funny. Isn't that cute? I ha- Okay, so two things. One, I was listening to this radio station, and they had this thing, like, if, if there was a time machine that could send you could send back one sentence to your younger self 10 years ago just what, 10 just 10 years ago what would you say and i was thinking about wait like, let me think about 10 yeah, years that ago that is tough right like 10 years ago the kids were little i, I was like i was happy it was all good well, you think that. We have no. revisionist history sometimes. No, i remember it. There was lots of Yeah, laughing. 10 years ago i feel like i could send something back 30 years ago. But 10, 10, if, just if, 10. Let's start with 10 because I do want to say, I want to ask you what you would tell, sorry, what you would tell your teenage self too. I know we've okay, talked so briefly about it. 10 years ago, what would I tell myself? Your kids were basically middle school, high school. Oh, okay. I, I know. Thank you. Now I know. Calm down. It's going to be okay. <laughs> That's, I love that. Yeah. Calm down. That's Calm sentence down. you send to yourself. Yeah, because that was like a overly involved, tumultuous time for me. Like, right. Whereas I should have been like, this is a small problem. Right. My um, reactions to things made things... Now, in retrospect, I can look at it and go, I made this a bigger problem. I made this worse than it would have to be. Instead of taking a step back and being supportive and being like a listener that we talk about all the time, yeah, I overly involved and made it worse. I feel like we do that. That's just the, where we're at in life sometimes. And every problem that you have at that moment seems, seems enormous. Like the biggest problem that you're going to have. Yeah. How many people have said to us, little babies, little problems. It's hard to remind yourself in those moments to not react like it is. Yeah. The, the crisis of, the of all. I mean, we've talked about that, oh, Janie. I'm, I'm like, she'll grow out of it. And you're like, yeah. no, she's not. She's never growing <laughs> yeah. out of it. I'm like, she. I promise you, she'll grow out of it. Now, it's easier to tell somebody else that right. about your kid versus you living it. But Yeah, it's easy to be great. So what would what life. would you say? What would you tell your 10, year, 10 years ago self? So the funniest thing, response that came back, which is pure genius, is invest in Amazon. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> But I thought about it for a long time because, like, that was a great, like, my kids were little right. and it was really fun. And well, you had control. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but they were also, like, little problems, right? right? And, and for the most part, there weren't any problems. They were really happy. And then I realized what it should be. What? Start working out. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Or just, like, enjoy this moment. It's going to change, you know? I mean, yeah. We don't yeah. realize how quickly things change. And Blink, right? Blink yeah. of an eye. Yeah. Yeah. Start working out. That's a good... Start um, working out. But you... Yeah. But I never have, so there you go. And now... <laughs> it wasn't something that you were interested in, Jane. It Sorry. still isn't, but now I'm paying for it. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> I don't know about that, but I definitely think that it's like one of those things where either either you're in or you're not. You're not. You yeah. used to walk a lot. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. would you say? For I'm t- trying to think. You know, ten years ago, Henry was seven. I would say, don't buy this house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Because I love. I would say I, that's exactly. So I figured it out. I would say stay exactly where I was. I loved that house. I regret it every my old house. I wish that. Yeah, 10 years ago, we were just, we probably had already moved, but if I could go back like 12, I would say, don't buy it. Don't buy this house. Stay where you are and figure it out. What's funny about that is when we, um, we had like a little ranch when the kids were little. Yeah. And then we moved. And I remember when we were like moving, my brother-in-law said to me, why would you do this? Yeah. And my brother-in-law is kind of the type of person where your home is your home and it doesn't, you know, there's no need to upgrade or invest like it's just your home type thing I was like at the time like what are you talking about we hardly fit in this house and he was like well you could just live here the rest of your life you'd be mortgage free blah 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 and I think back to that all the time like oh my god that was genius we should have just stayed and I drive by the house all the time like yeah I could have fixed that I could have made that work like it was a great house yeah I know and you had a huge yard yeah yeah, could have you made it work. have a yard. That's a, no, I didn't have a yard, but we could have easily bought the house behind us when, yeah. when that came up for sale. Now and these are first world problems. Oh, exactly. But if you ask me what that was, I do the same thing. Every time I drive by my old house, there is a literal pang in my gut mm-hmm. that I'm, I miss that house so de- deeply. And yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's about the feeling that I had when I was living in that house, how I felt about my surroundings and the kids at that time and where we are, where we were. And the fact that, you know, when you have this um, idea of, it's more a storybook idea. Like when I would sit in the bedroom in the back of the house and I could look out into the little like courtyardy street Mm -hmm. and I felt like this is the most amazing spot on the planet. I just love that spot. Well, it's more so, it's not the house then. It's more so the feeling you had at that time. But in it, that home. It was the feeling I had. It was the way the house felt to me. It was the fact that, I don't know, it was just everything about that house yeah. I loved, where it was, how it was, except that it didn't have a yard, but it didn't bother me. So yeah. anyways, that's what I would tell my, my, what would you tell your teenage self? And then we can move, because Cardi B was like, don't you smoke there, sister. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Is she still a smoker? I think she quit. Okay. But she was so funny, and she posted a picture of her, like, teenage self Smoking. holding a cigarette. Yeah. I did have a similar conversation with my 15-year-old. About enjoying her body and life? That's what I would say. Just enjoy it, sweetie. Oh, no. About, about like, it. think about what it is you want and make sure your goals and your actions oh, are aligned. Oh, that's too complicated. Well, <laughs> that's a more complicated version. What I told her was... You have to think about who you're hanging out with and why you're hanging out. Well, with that's them. a big thing. And then, I mean, yeah, but just... don't do things because you think it'll make you part of the crowd. Well, that's yeah, yeah. which is what. I... Well, that's Cardi B saying exactly. Like, don't smoke because you think somebody's going to think you're cool with that. Right. Don't whatever. And usually, that doesn't. When kids do attempt to do things like that, whether it's smoking or drinking or saying something or doing, it usually falls flat right. because the people that you're doing it in front of. Know that that's, that's not, not really you. Yeah. yeah, so it's usually futile to that's pretend true. to be somebody else. So, well, that whole and and I'm not. I want to interrupt you for one second, mm-hmm. Janie. But Demi Moore has her new book out called Inside Out, mm-hmm. and one of the headlines from the book was like, "I turned into a different person. I turned into a person that I thought Ashton Kutcher wanted me to be." Yeah, right. And I, you know, and then when everybody leaves her, she's like, "What? 
you know, she has to turn to alcohol. She doesn't even know what who yeah. she, she doesn't know is who any, she is or she, what she wants or what, yeah. yeah. And you've compromised things that are core to who yeah right. who you are right. Which is what uh, you basically are telling your fifteen year old like listen. But so. at some point in all of our lives, most women have had whether it's you know it's usually not a long term marriage like that, but everybody's had that experience oh where they made themselves be somebody else. <laughs> okay. to impress That's a good question, and we'll go the flavor. What have you done to make a boy like what? Have, what have you said that you were capable of doing in front of a boy that you knew you were not capable of doing? Do you know what I mean? Like for me, so oh, when Tina, that is just not an okay question. I'm <laughs> thinking like, oh my god, well, it doesn't have to be sexual, Carrie. <laughs> well, that's exactly oh. where my mind went. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, will- I'm willing. Yes, oh. that's exactly where my mind. She's uh. beat red now. I'm glad. Okay, we're I've been. This <laughs> I have clearly been married for way too long because I can't think of a single thing. Come on, when <laughs> we were dating, like I remember telling, like I, I, grew- I, I remember you pretending to be interested in baseball. Okay, I don't okay. have something that I did, but that my husband did. <laughs> so we went um, skiing before we were married with my brother-in-law and my sister. And, um, you know, he was like, yeah, I'm a pretty athletic person. And, and I've been skiing before, is right. what he said. Mm-hmm. So we went skiing. And um, we got to, like, we didn't start on the rope toe or anything because right. we just figured... It's skiing. Everybody knows how to do it. Like, it didn't seem like that hard of a thing to do. Oh, no. (laughs) So we went up the chairlift, and it was probably a square instead of a circle, and we got off. And we started to ski down the mountain, and he he could not do it at all. I mean, we like, my brother-in-law was afraid for Andon's life. He had to put... So please imagine this picture. No, no, no. My brother-in-law, Jimmy, kind of like a bigger dude, had to put... And between his legs. Between his legs. No, he did not. <laughs> At 23, 24 years old. Oh my god. And ski down the mountain holding on to him like with, with his with his poles in front of him, like he did around with the, the waist. I love it. Not even the poles. He had to hold him around his waist and ski down like in a so, snowplow to the bottom of the thing. And the whole time was Andon was like, we were crying, <laughs> laughing. And Jimmy was like stressed, like because he's yeah. gonna get this person down alive. And Andon was like why did you freaking people take me up? And, well, you should have said something, right. Andon. You're you're going up the chairlift. Yeah, you know you're, how high yeah. we're going. But oh. I think in his mind too, he thought, I can do of this. course I can do this. I can yeah. do this. Yeah. How hard can it be? Yeah. Could, couldn't do it. No. And, and did eventually learn, but that was his first. Oh yeah. Skiing uh, experience. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like sometimes you say things like whatever, baseball, football. Anything like oh yeah, let's go to the sports bar and watch, and you're like bored out of your fucking mind. Yeah. So I've always been really good at. Mm, I'm not doing, I'm not that. doing no, that. No, that's good. No, you actually have been that. That's what you always say to me like, why are you making it so easy for everybody? Why are you doing everything for everybody? And you make it making everybody think that you could do everything. And I'm like, I feel like I should be able to do everything. Well, you and, should be able to do everything, but you should be honest about. Well, I haven't learned how to no, do that. No, go back to your teenage self for a second. My teenage self. I mean, I could say a lot of, like, silly things, but really, if I went back to my teenage self, I would sit, tell myself to be brave and take a risk. Be brave. Yeah. I think we've talked about that yeah, before. Yeah. Like, just do something different. Like, don't be so scared to go to school or yeah. or have, you know what I mean? Take a risk in yourself. Have more confidence to just go do something right. else. Right. That's what I would say. But there's lots of other... But that's a good... I mean, no. Oh that, that, incorpor- that incorporates a whole heck of a lot yeah. as far as confidence and you know insecurity anything that yeah. that covers a bunch how about you Jeannie I mean the flip answer would be that I should have gotten a job as a stripper because I would have made a lot of money 
and early on that and my mother was right that body did not last me <laughs> and <laughs> so i would have tried to capitalize on um, the talents well, I, I mean, had available seriously, to me. right. Listen, my daughter has a friend, um, my oldest daughter, and I think she's headed in, in that direction. And I'm like, more power to you, yeah. honey. Like, this is this is as long <laughs> only going to last a few uh, amount of time. Like, right. And she knows how to capitalize on it. And she... I mean, she's not stripping per se, but you know. Yeah, but even that, like, <laughs> in that she's, direction, she's working the room as long yeah. as you're in a yeah. reputable establishment. You know, yeah. like as long as the boss is. This isn't good mothering advice at all. No, that <laughs> is, is not true. Why moms of America yeah. just went down a dark path? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Th- <clears throat> I'm in the minority, but I don't think strip clubs are demeaning to women. Although I've never been in one, so I don't know for sure. But well, I would agree I, with you, except we just saw that movie Hustlers. But, yeah, I didn't. Was see it, it demeaning to women? It wasn't like, it was that, uh, no, the women were actually hustling the men, yeah. Yeah. but to get to be that person, there's a lot of others underneath that are just being totally taken advantage of, not making any money, paying the house back. I don't know how we got into this weird conversation, yeah. but uh, m- most of them... Well, Janie said she'd go back and tell herself to be a stripper. stripper. <laughs> I mean, honestly... She's business-minded, so she would probably be okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, so that's like my smart-ass answer. I, I do think part of what I would tell myself is that um, not to be afraid to connect. Like, to people. Don't, don't get too wrapped up in protecting yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's good advice for kids today. Like, make a friend. Right. Reach out. Right. Do something. You're all lost. Yeah. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. I know. Jane came in to me. I hope hope Faith doesn't get upset about this, but she's like, look at this text conversation that I just had with my daughter about trying to figure out boys and the dance and who to ask. And you've been through it a million times. I haven't. It's a complicated it's process. It's a complicated, as, yeah, especially because now everything is over text. Nobody has communication skills. Dr. Ruth was on um, Ellen oh, yesterday. She's alive? She has a new documentary. She yes, she does. does. That is amazing. She's amazing. Dr. But Ruth. She was talking about... She how, was what, ancient when we were kids. She looks exactly the same. Okay. You know, there's those people that looked 100 when they were 40, yes. and now they're 100, and they still look <laughs> so exactly the same. exactly the problem. Yeah. yeah. She, she looks like exactly she was, yeah. the same. But she talked about that. Wait. Oh, it's a plane. Sorry. I was about to yell at Jenny. <laughs> Seriously. They're coming for us. I was about to say, are you vacuuming right now? Sorry, go ahead. Anyways, Dr. Ruth was talking about that. Like, she's really, Concerned. like, sexually, she was worried about the millennials because they're not able to connect with each other so much anymore. Oh, my God. This is the big joke in, in our house right now because I keep saying it over and over again. I don't think this generation is going to be able to reproduce. No. Because they are going to... her point. Yeah. She was like, it's, it's not needed anymore. They don't see the value in having a um, relationship I don't buy with a it. person. I don't, I'm, I'm playing... I don't buy it. I don't... No, they, it's not even if they... To me, it's not even if they see the value or not. They don't have the don't skills. Know yeah. I mean, we, I was talking to Faith about how they make plans and change plans at yes. the drop of a dime. Yes. And I'm like, once upon a time, you made a plan... And you stuck with it. Yeah. yeah. You didn't like stand outside and text someone and say, are you here yet? You just went, went to the bar. Yeah. And if your friends weren't there, you sat down and somebody would sit down next to you and they'd talk to you. My, yes. And then you met somebody yeah. new. My yes. best my best times are going to restaurants by myself, traveling, or sitting in yes. a bar eating by myself and 
Listen, there were some really terrible people that came up to me, but there were some really nice people that came up to me but too. But it's an experience, and it's how you decipher who's yeah. appealing to you and who's not. Totally. And yeah, it's yes. just, I don't know. But that is true. Like, when you drive your kids up to a place, I'm like, okay, bye. And they're like, oh, They're just no. sitting there waiting. Yeah, oh, no, I'm waiting. I'm, what are you waiting for? Get, get the fuck out of my car. Yeah. I've got stuff to do. Like, right. no, sitting, waiting. Or even just, remember when you used to get an invitation in the mail? And you went. No, I don't. Yes. <laughs> you went because it was fun. Yeah. Right. It wasn't, oh, let me check the guest list. Let me see who's yes, responded. Yes. I have to know exactly what's going to happen and who's going to be there. And the whole experience has to already be mapped out in my head before I do it. Yes. They don't know how to do yeah, anything. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Like, they, they want to know what the experience is going to be like before they actually experience it. Right. No, you can't. That's not how it works. Well, and then, too, comes, like, a lot of disappointment because it yeah. never lives up to the expectation i go through that like with christmas every year with my little one or something she's like oh wasn't really what i thought it was i'm like that's because you've imagined right, this right. perfect day in your head and nothing can and ever the only live up time to those amazing right. days happen is when you're not planning them. yes that's when those days that's what i try to tell the kids that too it's like it's the things that you are spontaneous and that you aren't trying to overanalyze that become yes, the best fine. days yeah so I always say, get out of your head and start being in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't, like, you get all spun up on what's going to happen and what you're saying, and it's supposed to be like this, and these people are looking at me, and I don't like my jeans, and you've well, robbed I mean, yourself of listen, joy. That's so true. Listen, I was always, I don't like my jeans, so I don't Well, like but my, that is like so true. You've taken the whole experience away from yourself because you're so worried about yourself, and I try to say to them all, all the time, right. nobody cares about you. Oh my God, I say that all the time. Yeah. I'm like, nobody, literally nobody is thinking yeah. about you unless they're thinking... I, like I wonder you. what that person thinks about me. Yeah, yeah. Every all the kids. I mean, it's just a it's just a teenage trait to be yes. a little narcissistic. narcissistic yeah. But nobody's like notices that your shirt was like untucked for a second or right. you had mismatched socks on. Nobody cares. Right. Nobody cares. They're all looking at themselves in their own phones. Right. Exactly. And that's the other thing. They've imagined this whole scenario, and then they want to take pictures of it. And they're so busy, like, taking pictures. and Oh, they're not they're, even enjoying the they're experience. They're not even experiencing the experience. Yeah. That's like, I love this summer. There was um, a, some sort of pop-up place in Boston. I forget what it was called. I think it was called, like, Happy or something. Right. And you could go and you could take selfies in the ball pit or selfies in front of the sign that said smile or one was like an upside down room like it was oh it was totally manufactured to just take be an instagram yeah to yeah. take selfies and weird I'm like, how is that even fun like right. so you paid 25 dollars for the ticket to get in to be in like the bubble room to take but you, there wasn't even any experience to it other than take standing there to take the picture to post and what was so ridiculous is that now the Instagram feed is flooded with everybody has the same exact That's picture. So, it wasn't so, unique it, yeah, or yeah, innovative right. so or whatever. It was right. just silly. Or how about just like have fun yeah. throwing balls at each other in yeah. the ball pit? Yeah. Anyway. Well, and okay. So, so I don't think this generation is going to be able to reproduce because they don't know how to talk to somebody in a bar. Yeah. I have faith that they will. I, I hope I, so. Yeah. I. You know what? Every time I think that, and and I then something happens within you know this household that redeems that or something. You know, like Henry and his buddies went to Harvard Square, and first of all, I never even thought he could make it to Harvard Square. Isn't like, that a great experience when you're like, okay, they came back? Alive. I was like, you're going. He's, he's like, yeah, we're we're going to some restaurant. James picked. Yeah. A re I was like, 
Oh, okay. Do you know where to park? I, I started to ask questions, and then I, yes. I'm like, shut you up. figure it out. Yes. Yes. You figured it out. Uh, you moved to a new city. No kidding. Yeah. So, but, they're, you know, they're idiots yeah. half the time. So they come home. You know, they've got the band going. I told mm. you that. So he's like, yeah, we were, we, we were taking pictures in different places in Harvard oh, for Square. for the cover of their album? <laughs> I love it. They're, he shows me the page. He's like, Mom, aren't these really cool? And there was like, I don't know where they were exactly. But yeah, actually. I'm like, who was taking the picture? <laughs> like... Because it's like them and the, all of them, right? Yeah, all of them. He goes, oh yeah, we just asked somebody to take. The, yeah, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, like, you asked a stranger. You asked somebody to actually take a picture mm-hmm. of you guys in a weird random. Listen, I, I think that's the only way the kids reach out nowadays. Like my younger daughter, they'll do that all the time. They'll stop and ask a random person. Well, that's to take I'm, a picture. I'm, I'm, I, that's hopeful to me. <laughs> I've got hope. So I was like, okay. I love that they've designed the album before they well, created the song. Well, I think they're song. just trying to get some like images together. Okay. I'm not, I would not necessarily say is Henry is super into 90s music right at the moment. So like he asks me if I know who Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. are. And I was like, no, no never, I've never heard, heard of them. Right. <laughs> just, and he just goes right to Bart. Like he yeah. bypasses me. Like I don't even know music. You're an idiot. Yeah. But yeah. whatever. I don't care. That's all there is. Okay, so there was a couple other little mom share, mom templating things in here. I don't even know if I want to get into them because one of them was um, a Halloween thing and it's past Halloween. Kid dressed up as Hitler. Did you see that? Okay, now. But I just want to point out, speaking of Halloween, today is November 4th, and I just drove through a neighboring town to get here. Are there Christmas lights up? No, there's people in their Halloween costumes. I'm like, it's over, people. I don't know (laughs) if there was something. In the middle of the day? It was like little kids, so maybe there was something at the library or something, but I'm like, it's November 4th. Oh, because, you know, some towns, because of the weather, they postponed it. Till today? I don't know. Why would they... So there was this whole thing in my town about, it's going to rain, should we postpone trick or treat? Like, no! Today's Halloween. Yeah. You go in the rain, or you stay home. Because Halloween is on the 31st. The entire world, including the calendar, cannot be on demand for more for convenient the time. On demand, I know. And I don't That's like true. how Halloween has, like like I said, they were in their costumes today. I hate how Halloween has lasted for six days now. Like, it, it used to annoy me when the kids were little, too, because there'd be something at the um, school yeah. and then something. And then by the time it's Halloween night, the costume is like... No one wants to wear the costume anymore. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. And it, yeah. Just or you need 14 costumes. One time. I'm not For two Halloween hours, fan. that's it. And I'm not a Halloween fan. Either. Okay. Mom Save America is not Halloween fans. No. Even though she's... We got to dress her up, Jane. Should we dress her up? What do you want her to wear? I don't know. I love her <gasps> I love her uh, rainbow outfit, so... Should we put her in a Christmas hat? Oh, yes. With a oh, turkey. Sure. Let's give her a little Thanksgiving harvest something. Yeah. And All right. Um, anything else from your... Did you come in with anything today, Carrie? No, nothing. No. <laughs> nothing. As usual. <laughs> I have nothing. Why don't we just then move our mom templating to our main subject? Steven Spielberg has come out with a documentary. I don't know. I keep saying documentary. It's docu- not. Docu-series. Docu-series. Thank you. Has come out with a docu-series um, on the Discovery Channel called Why We Hate. And right now, I think I mentioned there's six episodes out. I think it's weekly. I'm not sure how many they're going to be. Catch up on this because it's it's um, disturbing and interesting. And I think as parents and as people in general, we have to look at the hate. We're not and we're born territorial. I think at times and in certain circumstances, and 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 emotions and like that has to be con- constant. Um, you have to be constantly made to feel part of something. Otherwise, shit is going to happen and mm-hmm. it's going to be bad. So why don't we just jump into the first one? 
I thought the first one was fascinating about the monkeys, right? Wasn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in the beginning of the docuseries, and Jane, you probably can explain it better then because I'm I'm forgetting the name of the monkeys, the two different tribes. There's chimpanzees that tend to be naturally aggressive, for lack of a better description, and bonobos, which are very communal. And so they're so they in studying um, just human aggression and people being there. The sci- this this scientist goes out and he's looking at apes and, and chimps and he's noticing these two different groups of, of chimpanzees who are the most genetically like us. Yep. The, the reason he's saying that the reason why the chimps became aggressive towards or territorial was the way the resources were drawn out like yeah, so lack of yeah. food and resources right so the chimpanzees were trying to be protective when another group of chimpanzees came in they're mm-hmm. like shit you know protect right. our stuff and they would fight each other right whereas the bonobos mm-hmm. they had an unlimited amount of resources and the women were in charge you know more dominant in their tribe so they were like more docile and they were like okay we got plenty for everybody no big deal hostility need not exist here it was interesting because i when i was watching it i'm thinking that that certainly starts your aggressive tendencies when you think something is going to get taken away from yeah, you yeah you feel threatened in some way there's a lack yeah you know in this world that we live in now with social media there's always that feeling of there's a lack of something because it's being shoved in your face with either you don't have the right makeup you don't have the right clothes you're not in the right setting you don't have the right instagram post whatever it is and it causes like this fever in people 90 percent of the time it doesn't go anywhere but that percentage of time that it can go and go into a wrong direction is scary. And I think, too, the other thing with the um, chimpanzees and the, what is it, bonobos? Bonobos. I felt like they were trying to make the point of it doesn't even have to be a real fear. Like, there doesn't really need to be, like, especially with people today, there doesn't really need to be a lack of resources. It's just your perception right. that there's um, only only a little bit or not enough for everybody that right. creates that competitive aggressive nature in people so it doesn't even have to be a real thing which is why i feel like the propaganda and hate speech and all that fear is so prevalent prevalent and effective yes because it's not a real thing but they if it's something that they've created in your mind it can alter the way you you would typically think about another person or situation right about yeah about your neighbor I, i completely agree with that and i think what's really interesting is whether the lack is real or perceived, it also just becomes a cultural behavior. Yeah. Right? Like, you're just conditioned to behave this way without even knowing why you're behaving that way because mm-hmm. it's just what everybody does. Mm-hmm. You know, like in New England, everybody gets Chinese food on New Year's Eve. You don't know why. It's <laughs> so just what people do. <laughs> it's a very bizarre thing. That is actually true. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. you, you might not even Chinese right. food, but it's just what you do. Right. And you might not be a naturally competitive, aggressive, fearful, whatever person, but because everyone around you does it, then you're on the hamster wheel. I keep I keep talking about this because Faith is applying for college and it's such bullshit. Yeah. yeah. It like honestly and truly is. Yeah. I can't tell you how many schools we visited and they say, we got 45,000 applications for 1,000 spots, 1,200 spots. Yeah, and it's just such spots. a lie. 
you all got the same 45,000 kids. It's yeah. not like yeah. 40, there can't be that many students well, in the America. Is, there's a spot for everybody, <clears throat> which is sort of what the Bonaba chimpanzees are saying. Yeah. There's room for all of us. There's a spot for everybody. Right, but these schools are fueling yes. this hamster wheel. So you think, oh, it's so hard to right. get it's into the propaganda to make us fearful. Yeah. Jeffrey Ross. He does a, um, he's a comedian and he does a stand-up special at the wall. Uh, the section of the wall border where oh, yes. part of it's this. open, part yep. of it's closed, oh, whatever. Yeah. I started and to hear he made this. a point that I say every time I go for like a long car ride across country somewhere, there's plenty of room. Like there's room for every, like yeah. we're not running out of resources. We're not running out of space. Do you know how much friggin' space there is yeah. in Texas? I yeah. mean, it's like... Right. It's all, and listen, I know we have an immigration problem. That's a whole nother topic. But well, point being that um, we just have an inter- fear yeah. and hate mentality is just, it gets people crazy because it's just not the truth. You know, the understanding of where it comes from is, I think, an important thing to recognize. And that's what, you know, Steve, or, or what the docuseries is trying to show you is like how over time, like you were just saying, with the perceived notion of what's going on in your world is causing you to act in ways that kind of go against what you mm-hmm. would do. And I think we've said this all the time, like with haters out there, if you could get to them and one-on-one, like who did it? Did Demi Lovato do it? One of the... Um, or Chelsea Handler, somebody. You were telling oh, me about Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman. One of it's like you know, if you actually talk, make a connection, make a connection, and find out why don't you like me? Like, what mm-hmm. is it about me? Like, actually tell me, I can handle it, or what? Have the conversation. It always is about that other person not yeah. having something, like the skinhead or the radicalized Muslim extremist guy Jesse in that docu series. They have terrible, traumatic childhoods. There's a sense of unbelonging somewhere, and somebody takes them in. Yeah. And there's a moment of rejectedness that you mm-hmm. have to find with that those people and turn them around to mm-hmm. be like, no, there is plenty of room, buddy. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff. We can make it happen. And also, I think the... Um, it's just there's so much of it right now that it's scary. And how they like... Uh, sometimes like they're breeding it in their children, like the Westboro Baptist Church lady oh um, was yeah. on the special, and oh she's left God. her family. But yeah. So she was grew, grew up in so this talk atmosphere. About, yeah, talk, go back and talk about that girl. So she grew up in this atmosphere of you know hate and um, segregation and gay people. and Christianity. Yeah, wrapped in Christianity. They would attend people's um, funerals if they were gay to protest them. All, all these really horrible things. She was on Twitter and got into a Twitter discussion with somebody. And really all it took was that person over Twitter, like making a human connection with her and not fighting back in like an angry right, way. Right. Really just trying to like have a discussion and rationalize with her that sort of pulled her even as an adult after years of indoctrination indoctrination into this that she realized this is this isn't but the interesting thing with that was it's not not like she had some traumatic childhood she just had this childhood depends well yes i mean protesting and screaming at people but she didn't feel disconnected she felt connected to something very much part of a community yes she was very much part of a community or she just needed one little string to unravel yeah and then the whole thing came tumbling down but she also was exposed to a world that was broader than her own and but you said something about truth and you were talking about information and that's the thing that really struck me in this docu series to find the truth <laughs> i 
What worries me about the world we live in right now is that there are parallel streams of information that keep discrediting each other. Like we're not all getting our information from the same sources or from credible sources or even looking at somebody else's information. Right. And so it's really hard to understand somebody else's perspective and it's really hard to come to an agreement about the facts. This is what's happening and this is the way I interpret it versus the way you interpret it because we're getting completely well, different and you have a whole you have a whole set of people that will interpret it the exact same way you do. But what was interesting too to me was search engines like Google and, and mm-hmm. Yahoo, yeah, yeah. they hold the authoritarian position now in our culture because right-wing groups can pay to have their information come up first. Yes. And they, you know, and you think because you can go on to Google and get the weather and the weather's accurate that you're also going to go on to Google and type in anything and that information that you're going to get is accurate. It's not news. You have to be able to be constantly questioning the information that you get and looking at it from a a lens of who's saying this to me, why are they saying it, and you know, are, are there facts to back it up? I think, too, like, which is terrifying, <clears throat> is that uh, the Internet is going to be this the downfall of our whole society. Like, here it was supposed to be this great connector mm. of people, and really it's just tearing everybody apart and giving, um, you know, radicalists or... Yeah. racist, whatever, their own little avenue to recruit and pull more people in. And that's, we need to get back to like the human connection. Like there was neo-Nazi guy yeah. and he had been to jail and whatever yeah. and had been in, you know, in this whole cult. It took like this nice Jewish man to give him a job yeah. and, you know, Changed his refu- world yeah, refute everything that he believed about Jewish people yes. to pull him out of that, like it was a human connection. Well, that's what I that say. was able to get him out of that hateful attitude. Exactly, and that's what's like. It's great that the internet is there. I feel like that more people, the generations that haven't experienced the internet, even ourselves, we ha- we have to fight harder to teach our kids to have those connections. Otherwise, it's going to die off, like history dies off. You know, like the understanding of how to make those connections and offer people assistance even if you don't like them well and two it's more like or um, even if you don't believe what they believe the people that are looking for um a sense of belonging or something and they're easily swayed into um one of these like hateful groups searching for a place to belong it's like why aren't there groups on the internet maybe there are i don't know that are like pulling people in in like a positive way like I don't know, my daughter got a Facebook invite to go to, like, the French Bulldog day once a month at the park. Like, But, I mean, there has to be more of that. But you have to go find it. Interesting. So you don't hear about them on the news. I I hope you're right. I hope there are more of that. But I feel like... It's not the internet. It's it's Facebook. Actually, I think it's the people who use it. Well, Just like guns don't kill people, people kill people. The internet doesn't spawn hate. It just makes it easier for you to find it if you're so inclined. Yes. Yes. If you're a hateful person, it's much easier for you to find your hateful peeps now than it used to be. <laughs> so, yeah. I have a son who is in seventh grade. He was going to football practice, and a kid who's on his team, 12 years old, was, they were talking about something, and Phil's like, well, I'll just text you. And the kid said, I lost my phone. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, where'd you lose it? No, my parents took it away. <laughs> okay. I lost it in that way. Yeah. My parents took it away. Oh, why'd they take it away? I was watching porn. Oh, well, we've done yeah. that yeah. episode. Yeah. That's yeah. a given. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Once upon a time, a 12-year-old had to work hard to find porn. Yes. Well, it was pictures. And yes. you had three seconds to look, put it, close the magazine, and stuff it back on the yes. rack or under your friend's father's bed or wherever it was. <laughs> Creepy. Yes. <laughs> no, we've talked about right? that. It's yeah. so you, accessible. You did not have all yeah. kinds of yeah. Yeah. things that really are like level five training. Yes. Readily accessible on the bus ride home. Yes. Any and anything that leads you into a path of just excessiveness. Yeah. But all. I'm not talking about porn or accessor. I'm just saying accessibility. No, yeah. well, that's yeah. the thing. That's but we as parents have to teach our kids. And like the problem is, is there's plenty of kids out there like the neo-Nazi guy or the you know the guy who turned to. Yeah, they have no parents. They have no parents. They have no, and they're seeking. A family, a right. community. And, and we, as a society, cannot turn our back on the foster kids and the kids that are struggling out there in communities that don't have as much as we have. It still can happen within your own community. They can get radicalized or they can go off the rails about something. Even the mom that posted something about she's a California liberal mom and she said she noticed her sons were saying you know, words to their black friends that yeah. were derogatory and she's mm-hmm. like wait what and then she like investigated their what, some of the things that they were searching and she was like wait they're super uber conservative in a weird way that she had no idea right. about based on some of their friend groups that yes. they had had so, so and like, i do do think that that is part of like the news outlet of just, and i don't know if it is that. that it's sort of like to get a rise out of people or you know your counterculture type thing where they want to go against the grain or something like that i don't know but i don't know what the draw is for like i think it's 15 15- i think it's a culture of victimhood everybody wants an excuse for why the deck isn't stacked yeah, in their favor. But it is stacked in their favor favor. They just don't know it. But it doesn't matter who you are. You think everybody else has it better than you. Exactly, but it took the guy. This is the, the when I was listening to this guy, the radical Muslims, and he goes to some other country and the they're like, We just want to go to America. We wanna be able to have free speech and he's mm. like Wait a minute. Yeah, what am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah. Well, why am I just hating on America? Everybody just wants to get to America. Yeah. You and I can still do this podcast and not get arrested. Well, that's the thing with the um, guy who became the radical Muslim. He had the option to do that here in America. Exactly. You could stand on whatever you want. You could stand on the street corner and try to recruit people. That's the crazy thing about America, too. And he finally realizes that, and then he's like, wait. That's the good thing. And yeah. I can't, why am I trying to destroy it? Well, here's my question. Because I, I read this article about the natural evolution of democracy. How, like... Oh, dear. I know. Where are we yeah. heading? Are yeah. we in the, like, final stages of democracy? She's going to really do and gloom this year. I know. I know. Well, I wonder. <laughs> I do. I wonder. Because I What think, happened in the Roman Empire, Jane? <laughs> oh, it all went to shit. <laughs> I do wonder if too much freedom is really hard for the human brain to handle and like maybe it's just kind of a natural consequence of having lots of choices that you try to restrict your choices well i'll tell you who does speak to that is pete Buttigieg. 
he has a whole thing on that, that, you know, laws and order and everything are set up for a reason. And yes, freedom is great and incredible, but there also have to be restrictions. Yeah. And, got, and yeah. we do have restrictions, but some, but getting back to that order of maybe you can't be uh, radicalizing people on the street corner. And maybe you can. Maybe it's up to the rest of us then to be pulling those people in first and showing them or walk by the other way. Nutcase. Yeah. Like that guy's a nutcase. Well, so I think it wasn't a great thing, but once upon a time when people did something that was unacceptable, they were called out for it. Right. Yeah. And now everything's okay. We live in this relative society yes. where well, that's a you good can't point. Yeah. You can't mommy shame somebody. You can't slut shame somebody. You can't... Well, that's not slut shame. <laughs> you can't do this. But you're right. You can't, like, you can't call it... Do you remember when you were in school, your teacher would say, Tina, everybody else is working. Sit down and be quiet. Yes. Now, not, not to me, of course, but yes. I remember that. Now, there's only one kid standing up in the class doing cartwheels, but the teacher says, everybody needs to sit down. No. Call out the yeah. one kid who's not doing what they're supposed well, to do. We have stand-up desks now, well, so you don't have to sit. <laughs> literally, yeah, for the kids that can't. For sit. the kids that can't, which is great if you're one of those kids who can't. No, but I do. I mean, like certain behave, certain areas and certain circumstances require be, certain behaviors. Behave, yes. And if you can't participate and act in a certain way, you can't scream and yell in church. Don't go to church. If don't you go to church. Right. Don't yeah. expect everybody else to say it's okay. Right. It's not fucking okay. But it's true. Yeah. I think it does take the community at large to figure out how to police it in general with certain certain things. But I I, I went to this is going to shock you, but I went to yoga last night. Okay. I'm so I'm getting really frustrated with you and your I'm whole. So I'm sorry. So, and I love the yoga lady. She's like 60 and really like, you know, I can't even imitate the voice. Yeah, because her it's golf just that voice. Peaceful, whatever. And at the end, she, of the session, she always gives us like a um, mindful mom templating moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I'm not going to say it in the right way, but it sort of reminded me of like pulling people out of that desperation. She said something when you come across a curmudgeon. Don't expect them to smile. Like, don't let their yes. curmudgeonness affect you. Yeah, right. If somebody was drowning, you wouldn't expect them to smile back at you. Right. Like, so think about why they're in, why they're curmudgeonly. Yes, and and sort of like help instead of the least lovable people are the ones who need it the most. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think that you shouldn't act like them being a curmudgeon is okay. And I think that's well, it where it depends. We, and if they're if they're interrupting your environment or not, I don't know. I mean, I think that I, I, your point is taken. Is you you can't always behave j- just exactly the way you want to behave and expect everybody else to like it. Right. That's the difference. You can do whatever you want to do. Right. But then insisting that everybody else validate and accept your choices is not reasonable. Right. Like when my crazy daughter comes home from school and she's a maniac, I'm like, no, no, th- this is a nice environment right now. You want to continue to yeah. be a crazy yeah, person? Yeah, you're going to ruin the atmosphere in this entire house. You can go somewhere else yeah. and do it. No, I noticed that like in, in a school setting, for example, you know, there'll be... Um, Somebody gets upset on the playground or whatever, right? And then, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. My thing is, if you are disciplined, you have a right to be upset about it. Yes. Of course. Right. Allow that child, we don't need to fix that. Right. Like, this event happened, he was in the wrong, he's now angry, crying, and upset because he's been either removed from the game or nobody wants to play with him. Those feelings are valid. He can be upset. That's okay. But we can't allow him to continue 
to behave yes. in that way. Yeah. Like you, you have the right to be disappointed by something. Right. Actually, it's a natural. But you can't throw yes. rocks at people. Correct. Sorry. Correct. Like you can be upset, but you, you know what? Go in the corner and be upset. You can't kill, kick and, and scream. And we don't need to fix that. So right. I guess my point is that with accepting people's behavior. So that child has been disciplined in some way. They've been removed from something. Now they're furious and upset. So here come everybody um, trying to make the, the social g- workers, the guidance counselors to try to lure this child, you know, yeah. down off the ledge, um, to sort of feel better them to, to feel better. And I'm like, no, it's okay so do you that th- he's ranting and upset. Give him 10 minutes. He'll get over and, it. So I mean, do you think it's a, a symptom of the democracy at large? Like what's happening? So it, it, like those kinds of things are playing out now on such a stage with, and I'll say the Me Too movement and certain things, like we've kind of gone, we've swung in such a way that we're all, we're all trying to like kind of fix and, and walk gently around everything. See, that's of, what I think is dividing everybody between these two things. I think you have the whole... Me Too, and, and, and I'm not I'm yes. criticizing the Me Too movement, no. okay? It's very valid and yes. everything else. But, I mean, the whole political correct Me Too movement, um, appeasing our children, right, and right. All, all of that. Uber, uber liberal. Yes. Uber and then liberal. you have people going, that this is work. fucking ridiculous, yes. and you're restor- right. destroying the country and our youth and what we're going to become. And so then they go way over right. there and wear their MAGA hat. Right. That is, I think, the two... That's the problem. I agree. And I think that this whole permeating attitude of like, uh, you know, appeasing people and and all of that is a very New England thing. Like, I think that that's not kids in other parts of the country. And I don't just mean kids, but I'm sort of talking about how they radicalize hate groups and everything else aren't being treated that way and they need a little more of that right there has to be a middle ground somewhere and that's why i think pete should run as a as an independent i know that's not going to happen i know we won't have an independent party but we need an independent party to be like something in the middle to be like okay people let's get back on the same page it's interesting because in europe where they have these consensus parliamentary governments like you're not really voting for an individual you they're 30 parties, and each party is basically a plank in a platform. I don't understand the way the parliamentary system, do you? I have no clue. Stop. So, you know how <laughs> there's like... even look over here at me like that? <laughs> there's Listen, like there was maybe a chance, there was a 5% <laughs> chance that you were like, yes, I know exactly what the parliamentary system is, Tina, yeah. and listen to me. I'm not Go sure ahead, Jamie. country she's talking about. <laughs> yeah. So Britain, let's say So, Britain. you know, like in, in Germany, how they have like 35 Listen, parties. Listen, Germany's got some problems right now. They Ger- have to call Nazi emergency this week. Right? Did you so, see that in Dresden? Yes, I Dresden. love that. Yeah. All right, but go ahead. Okay, Tell so us about there's this. like... 35 parties. Okay. Basically, remember when candidates used to go to the convention? Yeah. And they would lay out their platform? Yes, I was just asking why we don't do that. Okay. Because it's not interesting anymore. It's too substantive. Yeah. So then you vote for the platform you like best, not the person. You're basically you you don't vote for a person you vote for the party and yeah. the party Which has decides. their Who's own good? issues that okay. are important to them so, so i thought there's only two parties <clears throat> in britain too or in the parliamentary system no there's like a million parties how, how does that work britain's a little bit different okay. i meant like the rest of europe okay all right so Sorry. you vote for the green party because you're interested in environmental causes and you vote for okay the conservative party because you're fiscally conservative and you vote for this and you vote for that and then i like this they build a coalition government of uniting all of those vote getters so that you come up with a policy for the next however long the term is that focuses on these Well then who's issues. the person in charge of that? Like who's the guy? The Prime who's, Minister. Okay. 
and the prime minister and and the people who are in charge of those parties are called what parliamentary leaders or something like yeah okay so you're you're voting you're voting for the issues that are interesting yes. to you that rather than the, than the rather appealing than, personality and I think that would, I'm union and I'm a Democrat yeah. And, and, and that would solve the crisis or the, the issue that I spoke about last podcast was that, you know what, some people in middle America don't care about free public right. colleges or the student loan debt. That doesn't affect them. They don't want to vote for that. It's like we have two sizes that fit nobody. Did you just exactly. tell me that? Yeah, and I feel like, too, that <laughs> I'm quoting Jane. lots of times both of the sides are saying very similar things. It's just laid out in a different way. Like, I, I mean, I think that... You know, the beef over here at the MAGA, I, I would agree with some of it, and they probably would agree with some of... Well, if the, the rational people. Right, yes. right. But, I but think the problem is there's no room for the middle. Right. I'm saying that I think both of <clears> those <throat> times, we're all kind of trying to say the same well, can thing. We, can we just agree that we don't need a crazy person? No, no, forget that. Okay. I mean, that, that's he's a lunatic. I mean, I'm done with I mean, I'm he's plenty of... win. Yeah, uh, he, please, he's, Jane, I can't. No, no, I know I he is, too. I, I, can't. I can't think about it, either. Somebody tweeted today that Donald Trump was being attacked because he's a Christian. And I never <laughs> respond to tweets. And I wrote back, this person is not a Christian. Like, I don't know how he got wrapped in the Christian dogma. He is not a Christian. Don't let the facts get in the way. Yeah. Like, let's, let's make sure we don't get the, the facts. facts. The facts are inconvenient to right. what I've chosen to believe. So right. Let's That's not the- get them in the way. I do think, though, that we're headed for like a bit of a crash. I just got to the part in the docuseries where the neo-Nazi guy um, was talking about how this really started in 2008 when Obama became president. I, I did see that, and I told you that. When we first started this podcast, I said to Tina, and I love him, this is entirely Obama's fault. Well, it's not his fault, specifically. Well, of course not. It's... The, the idiot's fault, but I'm saying because he was elected president, right, right. all those yes yeah. people went holy fuck. Yeah. There's a black person in right. the White House. Well, it happened We've back got to in, come together. You know, it happened back after the reconstruction of the Civil War. We yeah. talked about that when a couple black people were voted into Congress, yeah. and then people went crazy. fucking crazy. Yes, and now we have a black president. But he says he's like. You people don't understand that this started bubbling up in yes. 2008, and now we are boiling. We yeah. are boiling, and the you know at some point, the bottom of the pan is going to burn, and, and we're going to be stuck with whatever crud it is. I, I just don't know. But this is the whole thing. All of this comes down to two things. One is the perception of scarcity. Right. They, they, they feel that there's not enough resources for right? them. And victimhood, too. Yeah. Them. But yes. victimhood is Scarce. an outsource. Yes is a result of the scarcity that I don't want people crossing the border into my land. Well, if there was economic opportunity, you wouldn't care. You'd be grateful that there were more workers coming in. Right. Whatever, it, whatever it is, we have this perception that there isn't enough and I need to protect my own. Right. Yes. So how does the government or how does the free market or how does somebody... We invest in new technologies. We invest in... Okay, so this are- is... This has been, honestly, since 98, this has been my biggest rant. I very firmly believe... But don't bang the table. (laughs) I thought I was just... I very firmly believe that the fact that we have not had a candidate since 1990, we have not had a candidate who has made energy an important part of their campaign. Well, they can't because they're in with the... 
it oil is companies and borderline treasonous. Yeah, well, because yeah. we have lobbies in this country. Yeah, unfortunately, exactly. But well, if there was a way, but the, the, the somebody like when sorry, Janie, and yeah. I'm interrupting you because I just got to that point, and the the blonde woman who's really pretty in the docu series, she's starting to say there's a perfect storm that's happening right here. So, and I agree. Again, if we were talking about energy, then you could talk about government investment in infrastructure and new jobs and manufacturing and technology. Like that would be an enormous boost to the economy. And then this perceived notion of lack and the ability to make a livable wage as a blue collar worker, which doesn't exist anymore. All of those things would disappear. Right. Right. So like, it has so, to be our moonshot. But then the problem with what you're saying is then the oil companies and big business are they're they're now the ones who are feeling threatened. But it's and a handful scarcity. of people. We got to crash those people at some point. Yeah, but I don't I don't know how that's ever going to happen when they have the most money and power in politics. So now they're feeling threatened by that. So instead of there'll allowing be a that scarcity of grow, oil at some point, I mean, be a, and it'll be too late. No, it won't be too late because, listen, I just... It's already too late. No, it's not too late. You know what? When my 12-year-old comes and gets in the car and says, you know, Mom, they're making roads out of plastic now. And then she said, and you know what? I, I just read about this other company, and she told me the name, and I'm forgetting it. She's like, they take uh, carbon. They're recycling carbon. There's a bacteria that eats the carbon and turns it into fuel that, that flies planes. I was like... What the fuck are you talking about, Grace? They're capturing the carbon emissions from big companies, and there's a there's a living organism on this planet that eats the carbon, and the result of whatever the digestion is of it is a is a fuel that can fly planes. And there's been testing of this. There's not a ton of investment there yet. So she likes to think about it because she wants to know that there's a solution. I always say technology will fix it, Grace, because I can't have them worrying and anxiety yeah. about that. I'm like there's all there was an ozone crisis, and we stopped selling hairspray. I said, don't worry. <laughs> Thank God. No more aquanauts. No more beehives. We we just have to have a charismatic person that isn't divisive, that wants to actually look into into resources that we can actually turn things around. Our moonshot of sorts. But also, like Jane was saying, you know, the... um that, that it would create more jobs. There isn't a scarcity of employment right now. No. In fact, we have uh, jobs that are going yes. unfilled. So, and, and he touts that all the time, lowest unemployment in years. Right. So what is all the panic about? What is all the The panic is about, is about, about um, people wanting to come in here to kill us. Then Forget yeah, about yeah. these resources. Now yeah. they just want to kill us okay. because they hate us. That's what he, he yeah, talks Kill us or rape us. Kill us, rape us, right? Take our children or yeah. something. I don't. I don't know. He said that to to Anderson Cooper. Yeah. Like they hate us, and it's now it's about radical Islamists, mm. and, stuff. and they do hate us. But then some of them figure out, well, they want to be us. Yeah. <laughs> they hate us because they want to be us. They hate us because they, they hate us. us. Yeah. The other thing that I find really scary is how news information, like there's this creating of an alternate stream of information and an undermining of the press and an undermining of the facts. Wow. And so it builds this cult of personality yeah. so that you can only trust, if you're a supporter, you can only trust what that person says. Right. And there's no way to cross-reference it or cross-check it because there's this feeling of like a siege mentality right. that you can't go anywhere else. And that, to me, is really, really scary. Yeah, I don't know why the news just isn't reporting the news. On, on the side note, and in his defense, because there was a um, Turner, video of um, 
Trump going to the WWE yes. fight. And everybody's booing. I didn't hear and, the booing. I heard the cheering. Okay. Because there's two videos. Oh. So there's one oh. video where they're booing and yelling, lock him up and whatever. Really? And then... Right. And exactly. then Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr. are like, this is, you know, fake news. It was overwhelmingly pot. And I'm like, what are they talking about? They're so deranged. And then somebody posted another video and it was people cheering. So it's like, I don't know, maybe if it was the section of the crowd that you happened to be maybe, sitting in in that moment. Or, or maybe one of them was edited over yeah, the other. Know. But you don't know. Right. So what you believe is what you choose to believe. Right. And that's and when it you're gets there, dangerous. Right. Unless you're there listening. I mean, right. how, how do you know, really? And that's when it gets dangerous. Because then your perception of reality becomes intentionally skewed one way or the right. other. And that's when democracies fall apart, and that's when people become divided, and that's when one person can amass and centralize power. I mean, I say that all the time. It didn't take very long in the 30s in Germany for it to go from one to the other. But we're going to remain hopeful because Carrie says Jay-Z has a plan. Hmm. So Jay-Z says this is all coming to a head in the right time. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I'm losing faith. I know. Well, here's the thing. We'll we'll circle back on the docuseries because I think there's going to be eight. I'm not sure. But I do want to circle back on that. And it makes you really realize that back to the very beginning of this podcast, just figure out how to talk to somebody. Even, it doesn't matter. Like, reach out and make that connection because that changes people's lives no matter what. True. So we're going to leave it there, and we'll be back with a Coffee Cruise Crush. We were talking about the fact that when you get to be in your, you know, middle life, you're, you start to turn around to people that, you know, have been asking you to do stuff forever and be like, no, you know what? I, I want to do some stuff for me. I want to do things that matter to me because people don't care as much as you want them to care. And that's frustrating. And it, it's so hard to start to say no. But then when you do say no, you realize, okay. The life, world's not life, ending. Life, life went on. In May, I went to commencement at my alma mater with all of my college roommates because one of them was giving the commencement speech. And there was this brunch, and I somehow ended up sitting next to the, the head of the board of trustees. And she had this huge career, and she was... And finding, I, I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. She had just decided to stay home. Career change. And we were talking about educating women because it's an all-women's college. And I said, you know, we have taught kid, girls for decades. You can do anything. You, and as a result, girls think they have to do everything. And they have to yes. say yes all the time. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. I was like, if you want to teach girls to truly be equal... You need to teach them to say, no, yeah. Yeah. no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. No, my plate is full. No, that's not interesting. No, that person should be doing it. I mean, I had a conversation with my daughter yesterday over, um, so she, she's 21. She had a, a disagreement with a friend or whatever, and I'm listening to it, and she's like, yeah, but I mean, I just don't like conflict. And, I, and I'm like, no, no, this is, this is over, and I know this is my fault, <laughs> and I know I've raised you to be... That person, Agreeable. yeah, of don't don't ruffle the waters, right. and I still say it to my little one. Oh, just don't get in the drama. Yes. No, I should start saying them. Use your voice. If right. they don't like you, they don't like you. Like, right. no, you don't appease somebody just because it's an easier path. Because in the end, 
It's not going to be easier. You're going to be the one that suffers. You're going to be well, the one at 50 the that's is, angry. Like, don't just, be an asshole, but don't be agreeable just for the sake of being agreeable. Yeah, and, and I do mm-hmm. feel like the girls, and like I feel like at 50, women sort of find their voice. I feel like we sort of have to try to teach girls earlier on. Don't say yes just for the sake of saying yes because right. you think it's going to be make people like you. Say it's yes a, because you like, want yes. to do it. That is right. Yeah. Say yes because say yes because you want to, right. not because you have to, and because you think somebody's going to like you or it's going to make you popular or better in some way. Like nobody I think cares. It's a, no, just women just don't like to be disagreable and, in and any women, way. Right, right. And and we've turned that into having an opinion makes is disagreeable. Yes, yes. And I think that right. that's the fine line that's been blown out of the waters. There's a difference between saying what you think. And having a confrontation. Yeah. Anyways, good news is for any younger listeners that at some point in your life, you are going to go, oh, yeah, you know what? No, I'm I'm not doing that anymore. And you're going to get on with it. And it's going to be great. So let's not be afraid of doing that as early as possible. Yeah. Just not to your parents. (laughs) Okay. Um, And today we're going to do technologies that we have today that we might want to crush, get rid of, or keep. So it's the internet part of our phone because we all would like to keep our phone service and the alexa or google play person that's living in your house or streaming services on your television on your television right well if you get rid of internet like right so you either you have to do one of the three internet service from your phone alexa google in your house or streaming services on your tv okay all right. Okay. I'm. Oh, I mean, I'm doing stream, streaming services on my TV or going on on, your, on the, cruise. the cruise with me. The fact that I don't have to worry about recording, recording, I know. missing a TV show. Remember, you used to have to like set up your DVR. Yes. Like, to do you remember? Remember, I would things? do that. Like Roswell. Guess what? Yeah. The kids are watching Roswell. Oh, that's um, awesome! Isn't that funny? I'm like, I, I found would... a party of five VHS. Oh, oh my! In God. my house. Listen, did you see he's back? Scott Wolf. He's in the new Nancy Drew series. He's oh, the dad okay. and the new Nancy Drew series. Oh, I series. love when they come back as the dad. It's the greatest. So oh, Dylan, rest in peace. I know, I know. Um, okay, so yes, yeah, so streaming services are I'm going on the cruise with. Love it. Okay. Love that I can watch whatever I want at any time of day, whenever I have spare 30 minutes. The other two I feel a little sort of torn with. Like, I hate Alexa. You know what? It's not that hard. I would crush Alexa because it's not even a technology that I would even ever introduce into my life. And I'm amazed that, like, certain people would or have it. Like, did you see today on the Today Show, they said that um, with some sort of laser pointer, you can hack into someone's Alexa system and get all their data. Oh, dear God. And it's not a stupid little kid laser point. Like, it's, it's a major <laughs> thing, but it's easily Well, of done. course. I mean, why wouldn't you be able to get access to it? it but helps. here's the thing. You don't even need somebody to hack into it because um, Jeff Bezos already knows all that information. Just go ask him. Yeah. I, I would know. never have that. So I would crush that. And the technology piece on my phone or the internet piece on my phone, I'm like torn with because I hate it well but I also actually really love it yeah so going to coffee with it kind of means like you could only use it an hour a day yeah I'd love like if I could limit myself to it for yeah an hour so a day, so if you're saying that you would coffee with it you're saying it's got to be limited yeah you're saying streaming services is a year-round everyday occasion oh, yes yes that's kind of how I'm interpreting it yeah okay so right. that's my choices I like it I like it 
How about you, Janie? Strong. These things always make me feel so indecisive because I hate all of them. Okay. But oh, I don't hate all of them. But but they're really nice to have around. Kind do of. you hate streaming services? I do. Oh wow! You know why? Why? The time suck. Yeah. Yes. The next true. thing you know, five hours have gone by, and you've watched. That's true. That right? is true. So there's that, and yes. there's also the yeah. Nothing's exciting anymore. Nothing's for it. exciting or special anymore. And too, like when there was that special show that you wanted to watch, weren't like you and your girlfriends getting together, together. and yes. sitting and watching oh, it. How, how, yeah, party five. That's yes. what we would do. We would watch it on the phone. Yeah, yeah. She'd be at her apartment. I'd be at mine, and we would. Yeah. Live tweet yeah, it on right. the phone. Like that's true. <laughs> it was a shared experience Crying on the phone. Oh, yeah. I know. But I have to tell you about that. The, speaking of the shared experience, my daughter loves the Bachelorette show, oh, right? Jesus. And yes. she won't watch it on streaming. No, you can't streaming watch those. or record because she likes to watch the live tweets that come in at the same time as she's watching the show. So, it's, so she's it's, having that experience. Like, yes. So she'll sit and watch the show and like all these tweets from people she follows will come and that she's having a great time watching it. Right, because it's a shared experience yes. instead of, oh, I'll just binge the whole season yeah. at the end. It feeds into this whole, I want it all now. Yeah, that's true. So I don't love the streaming okay. services. but That's a good point about it. But you have to pick something. Yeah, you gotta pick, pick something. something. It's I think I think these like AI devices, they scare the shit out of me. They're creepy. I don't like them. So you're crushing the I Alexa. Like that. Okay. okay, Alexa's crushed. Yeah, again. twice, yeah. twice yeah. in a row. I am convinced that like cell phones are the devil's tool. I couldn't exist without a cell phone. Well, that's why I could exist. But tool. I could exist yeah. without the internet. I could easily exist without. Having yeah, internet you just service, want your phone. I, I want to be able to communicate if yes. I needed to. So I, I like if I were going to write a movie about how the aliens take over, the first thing they would do is send us cell phones because everybody's like this, yeah, right. all the time instead of interacting with the world yeah. around them and blah blah blah. But I was one of the first people that actually had one of those bag phones. Remember, I, I, I do I remember that, like the giant phone. <laughs> oh my god, it was in the like, car. Yeah, it was like a little suitcase so that crazy. I carried around. It was an actual <laughs> giant. Phone. I know. Yeah. All right, so what are you cruising yeah, okay. with? Well, yeah. So I hate cell phones. I think they are the devil's tool. They are like will lead to the downfall of humanity. Jane's going but, to the Amish community. But there's really no way I could do without it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, All right, so you're guess, cruising with the phone. I would do what you did, like have limited access to it. Okay, so then you're cruising with um, streaming. Streaming. So you have to cruise with something. You have to be you have like to pick in... something as your favorite. Sometimes I, I Listen, break my own it's not life or death, and yeah. you can change your mind. We, yeah. won't, we won't take it away from you. I guess I'm doing what you do. Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. Well, you know, three strikes, Alexa is out. You know, um, when I got my new phone, I couldn't figure out how to use Siri. Every once in a while, Grace is like, Mom, why don't you just ask Siri? I'm like, I don't know how to get Siri back I up on the phone. I don't even have my Siri and she's like, on. just say, hey, Siri, Mom. Yeah. And then Siri pops up, and you're like, oh, See, okay. that's creepy. See, she's on. Grace does it all the time, and I'm like, that's Alexa to me. Yeah. Like, that feels like Alexa to me. I can't do it. I don't even want to say, hey, Siri, mm-hmm. because then I feel like, wait a minute, somebody's listening to yes. me, and I don't want listening. So I'm crushing her as well. I could, I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing the exact same thing as you. I could easily limit my internet service on my phone. I love the streaming services. I love never having to worry if I miss something. Yeah. I'll just catch up on it. Catch like, it later. I mean, I was a freak about the VHS recordings. Oh, my God. A, a freak. And I would be devastated if I missed it. Because that's the thing. If you missed it. You missed it. It was gone. Forever. You cannot go back and watch it. Well, you have to wait until the summer for reruns. Reruns. You'd wait. But then you've missed out. 
I mean, then it's over. You, it was awful. Yeah, it was such. And then, like, when your thing didn't work, when yeah, that's you what set I'm saying. it up, I would come home from a trip if I didn't <laughs> see that light blinking on my VHS to know that it was had recorded. Devastating. It was devastating. 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 Yeah. I'm like, you guys never have to know that pain. Yeah. The pain of missing or running out. Because right. there wasn't enough room on your tape, or there was like oh, oh or recording yes. over something. Yes, I I took a bunch of Bart's tapes yes. and recorded over things. I was like, that's not good. All right, well, well, just speaking of setting up DVR, I have already set up to record the View on Thursday. What's co- what's coming on? Donald Trump Jr. is going on the View. Oh, that's great! I can't I can't even imagine what it will be like. Him and the girlfriend Gilfoyle are going on the View. He's such a doofus. But, like, what is Meghan McCain going to do? She can't possibly sit there. She can't. She, she will absolutely defend no. him. And his, yes, she no. will. No. Mark my words. Mark no. my words. No. I think she's going to say something to him about her dad. Absolutely. She's been on this bandwagon lately about how she has to be the conservative voice and she has to be in the support of this. I don't think she'll go against him. Okay, well, well, I'll let you know. We'll, we'll check back in. Hey, before we, uh, before we end this, can I have a, a probiotic update from my friend Carrie? Um, uh, How's it going the, over there? The poops are great. Okay. So far, so good. Still taking it. I ordered it off Amazon, got it yesterday, so I'm on it now. I'll too. tell you the One downfall day. of it. What? Okay, this is just too much information, and it's just becoming a poop thing. Okay. But no, it's not. It's becoming a regular digestive thing. Every time I eat now. You have to go poop. I have to go poop. And Andon has said, oh my God, you're Bill Exidius. He has this friend who's oh like God. super fit and skinny and can eat whatever he wants, but he's always Going like to the bathroom. pooping. And I'm like, yeah, it's been 30 minutes since I've had lunch and yeah, I got to go poop. That's fantastic. Your body's working top efficiency. I hope so. All right. Okay. So we'll, we'll still, we're going to share. We've got a lot of time. Yeah. We've got a lot of time. Like the woman said, you got to go, you got to go. Yeah. You don't worry about public bathrooms anymore. You no, just no. go. And it's clean as a whistle and you can yeah. move along. That's true. Isn't this great talk? True. I don't know. I think it might be bad for the environment to use all that toilet paper. No. Well, nothing. <laughs> no, you don't have to use toilet paper. You're pretty clean. Yeah. All right. Well, that said. Okay. Thank you for listening to Mom Save America. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Please subscribe to us. I guess that's it. Bye, Wilty. Bye, Wilty. See ya. Thanks, Janie. <laughs>